We're doing it live. Welcome to the Devils Advocates Radio Show. I was feeling so good right up until I now, know, Dominic. <laughs> How you doing, buddy? I'm awesome, Crudy man. How you doing? Good to see you. Good to be with you. Happy Friday to you, Evan. I know he's working real hard on the border right now. And to our fair audience, uh, join us today, 844-967-2789. I mean, I, I can't wait to get to it because what a, what a gift we have received. Dominic, I feel like today's lead is like cherry pie a la mode. <laughs> all my favorite things all coming together all at once uh, a serendipitous congruence of, and a lighting of the planets. Here it is, Dom. Where Walker bashing meets the raw story. We got the wanker being featured at the very top, front and center, Dom. Incapable of understanding the reality. Scott Walker's meltdown about Gen Z voters blows up in his face. <laughs> Shocking. He's not just another pretty face, Dom. No one ever accused him of that. A former gubernator from the great state of Wisconsin, Scott Walker, recently suggested Republicans. Oh, did I mention we're leading with this? The raw story. A former gubernator, Scott Walker, recently suggested Republicans are losing significant elections because of Gen Z voters. And years of radical indoctrination. <laughs> Media Matters for America reports during a Thursday, April 6th interview with Foxy News host Tracy Gallagher asked the former gubernator. The Wall Street Journal says the following here. The left wing's big in Midwest elections. Quoting again, progressives had a banner day in the Midwest Tuesday with victories for Chicago mayor and a swing seat on the Wisconsin Supreme Court. The results will energize the left within the Democratic Party, and the Badger State results are a five-alarm warning to Republicans about 2024. Is it? We said this before in the intro. Is it a five-alarm fire for Republicans? And, Dom, um, we've got the sound of how Wanker replied, do we not? Uh, we have some of it. There's a little more to this. Walker replied to this specific interview. To me, the larger issue here is we've seen it particularly in Wisconsin, but wait, across wait. the country. You got, you got it. Younger voters. Hang on. The Wisconsin last fall, we saw a 40-point margin that younger voters gave the Democrats running for Senate and governor. We saw similar margins in Pennsylvania. Reiterating his point, Crudy, he went out and retweeted part of this interview which i caught on last night i was like what you got to be kidding me so here is the sound of scott walker not having a clue about what the crowd is thinking before we get there dom when when you do the scott walker voice oh if yes. you could please either be very nasally it was much more monotone 40 40 point margin younger voter give a democrats running wisconsin governor we saw similar margins in in pennsylvania 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 uh, anyways, Ebone, you do do what you do and play the sound for the finer audience that we always have right here on the Devil's Advocates. Start the day with a little Walker bashing, Tom. We, we've become famous for it. And did I mention, I've always thought that Scott Walker hated children. Played for the people. Cut one. The larger issue here, we've seen it particularly in Wisconsin, but across the country, is younger voters. In Wisconsin, last fall, we saw about a 40-point margin uh, that younger voters gave to the Democrats running for Senate and governor. We saw similar margins in Pennsylvania, 
Part of the reason why you have John Fetterman in the U.S. Senate in Arizona yep. and Georgia and elsewhere. And just this week in Wisconsin, mm. we don't yet know the numbers by age, but we do know that Dane County, uh, which is oh, where yeah. the University of Wisconsin's flagship campus is at, about 50,000 students are enrolled there. Dane County cast more ballots in the race for the Supreme Court than the largest county in the state, Milwaukee County. And in Dane County, 82% of those votes went for the radical. And so unless we turn young people ah. around, and it's not as simple as one campaign ad or some sort of a coalition, this is years of liberal indoctrination coming home right. to roost, and we've got to turn it around if we're going to win again. See, he thinks it's at the university level, at the academic level. It's happening right here on the radio, man. We're the ones indoctrinating <laughs> Madison. On. I mean... What? What? Literally, what is he talking about? I mean, this is, he says a little bit more, uh, and this kind of puts a little bow on it from uh, Scott Walker last night. I can't blame a lot on this generation because all they've heard are radical ideas and climate change and defunding the police on abortion and all these sorts of other issues. And so they've never heard the opposing viewpoint. And so if that's all they hear in college and high school and social media and culture, you can see why they've gone locked up in that regard. We've got to turn that around. You know, even many young Republicans are down for gay marriage, are down for people not like themselves. They're not as intolerant. I mean, this governance through intolerance of Scott Walker, is that what we the people are clinging on to, Scott? And to, and to claim that, you know, all these well-educated people, well, they become woke when they get educated. Yeah, why are you clinging to the opposite of woke? It seems to me the opposite of woke is uneducated in some way, shape, or form in this analogy, Dom. Well, let's remember Scott Walker now, uh, you know, working for the Young America's Foundation. So he, he's out there trying to raise money. So he's putting... Well, and indoctrinate I, 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 the kids, of course. Well, well in, in his own way. I mean, how much... What have we seen from Republicans, if not projection? So the, these radical ideas on climate change, defunding the police. I mean, literally, didn't his guy, Donald Trump, just say defund the police, defund the FBI, defund the DOJ? That's exactly what Trump said. But that aside... It's different when Trump says of, it. It's right. completely All sorts different. of other issues, you know, other issues like LGBTQ rights, like like gun safety regulation, like de like defending democracy, like those kinds of rights. Has it occurred to you, Scott Walker? Has it occurred to you, mega folks? Maybe, maybe you're the one that has the wrong idea. And maybe when people actually, you know, look at it, look at the facts, and make their own objection, their own objective objective decisions. They don't come down on your side because, you know, the other part of it, the problem that you have is this attempted leadership is the total lack of credibility, the total lack of character. These things matter. And when we see it over and over again, we see it in Tennessee, we see how Trump just allowed, you know, all these white Christian nationals to just come out from underneath the rocks. Right. This is what we see over and over and over again. Well, you know, a lot of young people don't like that. So if indoctrination is having empathy for those not like me, OK. Are you kidding me? Isn't that what your Jesus teaches on this Good Friday, Republicans? I mean, call, call me crazy, but I think a lot of you say you believe these things. And so when the kids see you acting like this and retaliating and, and the intolerance and, and the game plan, the hypocrisy and the lying and the cover up and, and the, fat, the, the slide to fascism, man, they're not down for that and good for them. I'm not down for it either. Yeah, but tax cuts. <laughs> Uh, Tom, emails. I'm not saying it's related, but one of the guys that kind of built the wanker up was 
Charlie Sykes. And it does bother me a little bit that Charlie Sykes gets to, what, change his stripes and be the political opportunist that he always was. And now he's, what, an MSNBC contributor. Probably makes more money than you and me and half the people listening combined. But anyways, the Tennessee issue, here's something relevant, I think, from a guy who was all over Wisconsin Whitey Whitey Talk Radio. Let's not forget, he helped create the monster that is a guy like Scott Walker and the mega platform that is so unappealing to the young people. But you mentioned Tennessee. Here's what Charlie Sykes had to say about Tennessee. Uh, By the way, folks, Tennessee Republicans, as Dom mentioned, voted to expel two black lawmakers, but not a white Democratic woman, for a protest at the statehouse floor. And conservative Charlie Sykes denounced the move as political malpractice. The GOP supermajority expelled Democratic senators, Justin, uh, pardon me, reps Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, while an attempt to expel state rep Gloria Johnson failed by one vote. And Sykes condemned the partisan stunt as vindictive retaliation. But that's what the kids want. They want more vindictive retaliation, Dom. They find that very appealing in their politicians, don't they? Mm. Uh, Here's what Charlie Sykes says. My problem with the whole story is the stupidity. It burns. (laughs) This whole party tastes like burning. Where were the Republicans in uh, Tennessee hoping to accomplish here? They look horrible. They have made superstars out of the Tennessee three. These are three extraordinarily impressive and eloquent figures that you never would have heard of if it weren't for the vindictive retaliation of the Republicans who decided we have a supermajority and we can do this. Wasn't that Scott Walker's entire governance style other than divide and conquer? Divide and conquer. It's eye of the levers of power. Suck it. Right? Hadn't that been the whole MAGA principle? F your feelings? Yes, exactly. But, you know, eventually the the Democrats, and we're not in a minority, not when you factor in reasonable independence. Seemingly, we start creating a majority. And the only thing Scott Walker and people of his ilk have is the machinations of voter suppression and gerrymandering and the few weapons they have left, because it ain't about winning elections anymore for these people. Uh Anyways, a little bit more from the Charlie Sykes piece. Of course, that's the same story in Wisconsin, where the Republicans have a supermajority, and while they're quietly talking about, hey, we could impeach liberal Supreme Court justices if they make rulings we don't like. That's what's coming next. We're going to get there next. Jesse Appoint lays out all the malfeasance now available to Republicans with the senatorial supermajority in the state of Wisconsin. Sykes said, legislators I talked to say, we're not going to do that. It would be chaotic, futile, and stupid. However, your buddy, Dominic, your birthday mate, former President Donald Trump, has been pressuring Republicans to punish his enemies. And that seems to be what the GOP base wants. One more here, Dom. One more quote, that is. We've seen this pattern before where the base demands this kind of action. All you need is one tweet or a bleed out of Mar-a-Lago, where Donald Trump says, Why aren't the rhinos in Wisconsin expelling members of the legislature? Why aren't they impeaching justices? Sykes went on to conclude, What happens? They cave. And this story out of Tennessee is extraordinary to me 
because it's such a case of political malpractice. Well, Scott Walker, the grand practitioner of political malpractice. Oh, come on. And here in the state of Wisconsin, we'll talk about that very, very soon. They've got a supermajority. And they do lots of malpractice. Listen, there, there, there's there's value for these white Christian Republicans in Tennessee, even if it doesn't work out in the long term, because they showed those young black men, they should put them in their place. And that's what they care about most. When Scott Walker is on the Raw story, it's cherry pie all about for all <laughs> our friends. Happy Friday. Come back, air your grievances, 844-96-PARTY. I think you're just stupid. I think they're idiots. The level of stupidity is incredible. Are you with me? When they go low, we get high. The Devil's Advocates. And we are back from the 420 break. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Happy Friday to us all. We air the grievances on Fridays. You can air yours at 844-967-2789. Dominic, Milwaukee Brewers hosting the St. Louis Cardinals this weekend. Three-game series going to play out all across the Civic Media Network on our Brewers flagship, WISS 1100 AM. You know, I listened to that station all the way back to Dane County today. I was up in Oshkosh, 98.3 in Oshkosh, Oshkosh Air Support. I like to think of that station as news talk brewers. <laughs> and of course, we've got our brewers affiliate in southwestern Wisconsin, Richland Center, 1450 AM, 107.7 FM, uh, WRCE News from the Center. But Dom, here's why I bring up the big game, not just to promote the fine baseball we'll have on the airwaves tonight first pitch 710 but also the fact that we got some brewers tickets to give away in hour number two for tomorrow night a saturday night feature night before easter 610 first pitch pair of tickets in the happier happy hour got to stick around and join and have something to say we'll give away a pair of brewer tickets for tomorrow night's game 844 Nine six seven two seven eight nine, but not yet. We'll take your calls now, but you know, just for future consideration of ticket giveaways. And Dom, you had sent me an article during the break. There is that where you want to go next? I think we. I think it kind of goes in line with with how out of touch the mega Republicans are. Uh, how how they're having such a hard time perhaps reading the room in some regards. Now, no no doubt um, Republicans are still winning some elections. I am now represented by insurrectionist wannabe Dan Canodal in Wisconsin's 8th and Senate District. Insurrectionist U.S. Senator Ron Johnson and the people in the third CD have insurrectionist Congressman Derek Van Orden. Yes. So we haven't wiped the slate clean of no, all the bumps, no. not even the insurrectionist bumps, Dom. But the the... The, the the review, you know, the, the the reflection, the looking back over the last several elections for the Republicans. What what is it? How could this possibly be? Right? Why? How come? Well, it's the kids. It's those kids. And Scott Walker said today, well, it's the indoctrination of those young voters. Of course, 
you know, I have an opinion on that. We shared that last segment. Uh, but this piece, uh, Molly Beck and Lawrence Andrea at the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel kind of feeds into that. And I want to share it with uh, some of the folks who can join us and give your opinion, 844-967-2789. After losing two of the most consequential elections in two decades, largely on the lack of abortion access in Wisconsin, top Republicans said this week the party shouldn't, that should not, change its position on the issue, but instead should find ways to build more effective campaigns. <laughs> That's better, it. <laughs> better it's not our positions. Better, ideas. better campaign managers, more money raised, you know, more my opponent's soft on crime sort of ads and more Willie Horton style ads. Tom, that would have helped too, perhaps more. Didn't we get enough of that? Uh, the article goes on. The party's top leaders cited ineffective campaigning and messaging on the issue in the Wisconsin Supreme Court Justice Dan Kelly's double-digit loss to liberal candidate Janet Protasiewicz in a race for a seat that ultimately flipped control of the state court for, to liberals for the first time in 15 years. Mark Jefferson, he's the executive director of the Republican Party of Wisconsin, said this. I don't think we have to sacrifice our principles in order to talk to independent voters. I'm pro-life. I'm proud to be a part of the pro-life party. But I think we need to have a message and explain ourselves better than we have. Better yeah, you than got we some have. Explaining to do, you might say, Dom. Uh, here would be a point I would make. You can win as a pro-life Republican in the state of Wisconsin back when Roe v. Wade was the law of the land. But since Dobbs, since the what, the elimination of legal ab abortion here in the state of Wisconsin since the reversion to 1849, it's going to kind of be a big issue. And Republicans, their idea of moderation is perhaps, perhaps carving out a rape or an incest. Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. But of course, their gubernatorial candidate, Tim Michaels, didn't even believe in going that far. He was with like 9% of Wisconsinites that felt like, Abortion should be illegal in effectively all cases. As did the supporters of Daniel Kelly, the forced government of birthing entities. But remember when Scott Walker got reelected, beat Mary Burke in 2015? He said, you know, that's between these difficult decisions are between a, a woman and her doctor. And, you know, far be it from the state to do anything until he got reelected and he started defunding Planned Parenthood clinics. And then he turned on his opposition to abortion and thought it would make a fine platform to run for president. How'd that work out for you, wanker? But as you've noted, Dom, it's not a platform of success for these Republicans. You can't, you can't put some lipstick on it or roll it in sugar and somehow make it more palatable to the electorate, not when they've lost 50-plus years of established rights. A little bit more from this piece. In the wake of another loss, top Republicans this week in Wisconsin acknowledged the role abortion played in the race, but largely attributed the latest statewide loss for their party to logistical and strategic issues during the campaign, claiming in part that the Democrats were able to reach more independent voters with advertising. Yeah, it's the advertising. It's like, hey, independent voters, we're down for you to make that choice about abortion, not the state forcing their will upon you. How does that sound? Oh, apparently to a lot of people, that sounds really good. Just like the legal weed, just like gay marriage, just like gun safety. It's like expanding Medicaid, Medicare. 
Go ahead. Dom Glenn Grothman in the very same article said voters' yes votes on ballot referenda Tuesday broadening requirements for cash bail and backing work requirements for those seeking welfare benefits indicated the public is overwhelmingly with Republicans. <laughs> the policies, according to Glenn Grothman, these are Republican policies. The public were with them. Keep thinking that. May the force be with you, Glenn. Come back. More Devil's Advocates. The Friday Grievances. Air them here. 844-96-PARTY. The Devil's Advocates. Never personal. Only politics. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the Good Friday edition, TGIF. We air the grievances up here, religious and otherwise. <laughs> I know you got a few, you heathen. Uh, you heathen, I mean Dominic, not the rest of you. <laughs> I'm mean, sure you're good well god All the heathens heathens. are welcome here as well. Yes, we, we appreciate the heathens, the pagans, and all forms of people, as long as they like to party. Right, Dom? You know it, man. Uh, Dom, I want to come back to this Journal Sentinel article you got us started with. U.S. Senator Ron Johnson, what did he have to say about the outcome of the election? Well, Rojo was asked by Newsmax Wednesday about the impact of the state Supreme Court race in the pro-life movement. Rojo didn't address abortion. Instead, have we ever seen that where Ron just won't answer a question? To, like, let me give you an answer to a completely different thing you didn't ask. Ron said instead the new liberal majority in the court will rule by judicial fiat and undo Republican gains in the state. Oh, I surely hope so. Uh, Rojo noted the millions in outside dollars directed to help protosawits and said Republicans needed, and here's his quote, Tom. <laughs> Republicans need a different model for running elections here. A model that doesn't rely on advertising, but rather leans on a robust ground game. And he claimed Democrats have an easier path to turning out their voters, saying they only have to mine votes from Dane and Milwaukee counties. Well, we did the mining here for them, didn't we, Don? <laughs> Mining votes. I mean, well, how, how, harvesting how, how, ballots is it so condescending on every different side? Like every time the guy opens his mouth. Well, a little bit more from Rojo. We obviously fell short, said Johnson, who declined an interview request from the Journal Sentinel. Kelly didn't have the resources he needed. What about the Uline money? He had millions. Yeah, I'm not clear that that's the case. Lots of dark money, Ron. Uh, Democrats understood how important this thing was. And unfortunately, conservatives in Wisconsin just didn't come out in the numbers that we needed them to. Well, once again, Ron doing the math, right? If Republicans had only voted, if 51,000 Republicans that voted at the top of the ticket had actually, or pardon me, voted down ballot in 2020 and actually voted for Trump at the top of the ticket, well, Ron Johnson once explained he would have been, you know, the, the at least won the electoral votes out of the state of Wisconsin, Tom. But he didn't. He didn't turn them out. People came out and voted for Republicans. Ron Johnson laid out the math. That's what's so galling about the decision to be the conduit of the fake electors 
and the general minimalist of the insurrection that happened on January 6th. To engage 6th. in the conspiracy to obstruct and, and undermine the Constitution and the rule of law and the peaceful transfer of power. That Ron Johnson? That guy? Well, he's pragmatic enough as an insurrectionist to actually do the math and realize Donald Trump didn't have enough votes in 2020. Because that means you lose, Republic, right? If you don't have enough votes, you lose. Well, unless you change the rules of the game, Tom. A uh, little bit more from Rojo and others. Oh, Tom, you had mentioned to me. Donald Trump had something to say about Dan Kelly today, didn't he? Uh, he did. I'll see if I can I'll, find I'll read it. a little more of the coverage here all from right, the Journal right. Sentinel. Maybe you can lead back with that. Republican strategists and observers also laid the last two important GOP losses, Evers' re-election over Tim Michaels, uh, in November being the other, at the feet of former President Donald Trump. Trump's fault, they claim, Dom. Seems to be the state GOP got their sugar rush in 2016 by voting for Trump, and it's been all crashed since then, said Christian Schneider. Guy wrote an article about me once, called me more Trumpian than Trump. <laughs> Just saying. Now he's at the National Review, formerly of the Journal Sentinel. Wisconsin Republicans in 16's presidential election at first rejected the idea of supporting Trump, uh, but then they later embraced his craven ass. Uh, since then, Republicans have lost the majority of contested statewide races, with the exception of three. Rojo's re-election, that one calls... John Lieber's election as the state treasurer in 2022, that was a position with no incumbent. Obviously, Sarah Godlewski uh, was running for U.S. Senate at the time. And conservative Supreme Court Justice Brian Hagedorn's election in 2019. Now, Hagedorn won by what? 5,800 votes. Johnson won by about 26,000. Um, and Tony Evers on that very same ballot won by about 89,000. Yeah. Talking about undervotes. Uh, statewide elections since 16 have showed a continued shift. Now, listen to this closely, folks. Wonder why this is happening. Statewide elections since 2016 have showed a continued shift towards Democrats in the Milwaukee suburbs, an area that once was the engine of Republican successful campaigns. Dom, they turned off the local progressive talk radio station in Madison, Wisconsin, on the day that Donald Trump was selected, played Christmas music. <laughs> a little PTSD from that still. Uh, and we frantically looked for alternative ways to affect politics in the state of Wisconsin because we thought, oh, man, it's going to get bad. And I believe, Dom, if memory serves, on February 1st of 2017, right after we returned from the inauguration of Donald Trump, and perhaps more importantly, were inspired by the Women's March in D.C. that very next day, we came back and we launched a Waukesha, Wisconsin-based radio station on February 1st of 2017. I know I retreated during the pandemic. I partnered up with Sage and came right back about six months later. But, Dom, five of the last six years, we've been producing this great radio show and playing it out in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, I take that back, playing it out in Waukesha, Wisconsin, in Ozaki County. And right now, our transmission, although I got an engineer going out there tomorrow, I hate to mention such things, it's from Washington County, Dom. The wow counties. Some used to call them that. They're not so wowing for Republicans anymore. Uh, Mark Grawl, a longtime Republican strategist in Wisconsin, said Tuesday's results 
were a really clear wake-up call that Republicans need to run candidates who can appeal to those in suburban areas. Suburban voters, Tom. Well, that wasn't Scott Walker's takeaway. You know, again, certainly the personality of the candidate does matter to a degree. But what is the candidate? What are the policies that the candidate is coming forward with? You know, you could be you could be really, really good at messaging and really good at messaging that we don't want women to have the right to choose uh, their own reproductive rights uh, results. We don't want that as a government, as a people. We don't want you to have that. Not that we don't want to do it for ourselves, but we want to impose that will upon you. Uh, apparently, that that kind of mentality, regardless of how it's packaged, regardless of how it's said. Uh, you know, fundamentally, people have an issue with that, a right that has been taken away, as you mentioned, for 50 years. So how do you it's not it's not indoctrination. It's not going to take new messaging. You got to you got to you got you to fix it. You got to change legislation, perhaps change your philosophy, change your policies. And maybe then you will attract people. It's either that or you got to lead and convince people that you know better than them to make those reproductive rights for themselves. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. I'd love to see that. Stand up, Mr. White Christian Nationalist man, and tell all the women how you know how to make that decision for them better than they do and see how the young kids flock to your side. No, they're much better at suppressing votes, Tom. That's really the only path (laughs) they've got left to electoral victory. But I can tell you, Republicans, you want your postmortem? Here it is. I can tell you why you won Ron Johnson's seat. I can tell you why you lost the last two statewide elections one why did they lose Dom and sure it was unappealing candidates all things considered Tim Michaels very unappealing Dan Kelly very unappealing candidates but why did the Republicans choose the least palatable the most MAGA candidate right well Tim Michaels was endorsed by Donald Trump but he also self-funded himself right Spent a lot of money pushing himself past Rebecca Clayfish. You wish you could have some of that money back. Yeah, after the fact. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. <laughs> I wish I could have had some of the money back I spent to open a radio station in Waukesha some days too, Don. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. But what I would say is the electorate is certainly changing. And they're not going to buy in to Donald Trump. What that snake oil grifter is selling, they're done buying that. But Republicans, the greater base, continues to choose the least palatable candidate. And often it's because of the primary elective campaign ads being run on right-wing talk radio with great frequency. So Tim Michaels bought all over the state of Wisconsin. I think I told you folks went out and drove a few radio patterns this summer as we were acquiring this radio network. I was driving our competition and listening all around the state to what was being played. It was being played filthy. Tim Michael adds. He won the primary with a messaging that was only really appealing to the most extremist part of the base. He's the mega representative. And he spent a lot of money, millions, to get himself in a position to win that primary. Rebecca Clayfish, now I take a few objections to the way she presented herself right out of the gate. You know, Tony's burned it down Racine. That's how she launched her video. She didn't have (laughs) to go that route. But all things considered, Rebecca Clayfish was a far more palatable candidate in the wild counties. Hell, she's from Oconomowoc. That's in Waukesha County. Instead, Donald Trump came into her backyard and crapped all over her and her family. And the fact that her, what, kid had dated Hagedorn's 
kid once at prom on a plutonic date? How dare she? <laughs> so petty. I mean, that became a, a point of contention. The former president went after Joel and Rebecca Clayfish's kid. And then shocker, Dom, the Clayfishes did not come out and endorse Tim Michaels. Weird. Why not? It's like it split the Republican base. And then they it did continues. it again. Yeah, continues, yes. And they did it again with Doro. And I'm not any big fan of Jennifer Doro. She certainly was a flawed candidate as well. But compared to Dan Kelly, man, anybody looks like a stellar candidate, especially Janet Protosawitz. So you want to know what's wrong, Republicans? It's that you run some really bad candidates. I got this little cute little girl clomping into the window here, waving at me. Hi, little girl. Uh, and then Rojo. Rojo talks about the ground game, Tom. And Rojo did a little groundwork. My understanding, I talked to Brian Shimming, the Republican Party chair, and he said, you know, Rojo dragged me around half the state on a bus. Ron did literally go out to some communities on the bus, and he probably had to cover a lot of mileage, and that's probably why he's complaining. Oh, Tony goes, Madison to Milwaukee's got it covered. Well, that's not entirely true. But Rojo did get on a bus. I'll give him that. But more importantly, I believe it was Reed Epstein at the New York Times. Ron Johnson did 325 hours of radio interviews in the year leading up to his reelection in 2022. 325 hours. Do the math on that, folks. The average interview is like 15 minutes. This is a guy doing multiple right-wing talk radio interviews every single day. He didn't need the ads. He was getting them for free. So the messaging platform that completely embraced Ron Johnson as the incumbent, as the Republican, right? There was no question. There was no primary. Ron was their man. They embraced Ron and they carried his message and they gave him a platform. But both candidates, both Michaels, sticking it to Rebecca Clayfish, and also Dan Kelly, quote-unquote, sticking it to Jennifer Doro, although she was the later entry into the race. Both candidates split the base, which was right-wing talk radio. That's why they lost. Better candidates, better ideas. That's never going to happen. Do you find what Trump said? We're going to bring that back to the people and perhaps even. Yeah, we, we got some of that. I mean, and, and listen, it's and it's not if, if you talk about the, the criticism of mega on the Republicans and the GOP and, and conservative movement as it is, you know, it, he, he's still the front runner right now for 2024. I mean, this, this hasn't been resolved. This hasn't gone away. Republicans are still beating themselves up over how to deal with, you know, terrible policies and terrible personalities in their party that seem to galvanize the base. Longtime Republican operative Mark Rawls said, moving past Trump and his caustic brand of politics would be helpful at getting us back on track, taking back the suburban voters. But if Trump is not the nominee, if that's the case, we're just going to continue to likely see calcifications of the trends we've seen in Wisconsin. Uh-oh. More losing. Come back. You're never a loser when you listen to the devils. The Devil's Advocates, never personal, only politics. 
And we are back. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Can take your calls at 844-967-2789. Dom, did you have the statement made by Donald Trump about loser Dan Kelly? You know, you can't spell Kelly without two L's. <laughs> Crudy. Uh, I did find it as reported in the Raw story. Here's what the former guy Defendant Trump said about loser Daniel Kelly. <clears throat> Two-time loser Daniel Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Daniel Kelly of Wisconsin just lost his Supreme Court election. He bragged that he won't seek Trump's endorsement, Trump wrote. So I didn't give it, which guaranteed his loss. How foolish is a man who doesn't seek an endorsement that would have won him the election? Come on, man. He lost by 11 points, Trump. Tim Michaels came to Mar-a-Lago and kissed your ass and the ring, and he also lost by 89,000 votes, although the margin was closer. <laughs> but facts don't matter, man. It's the bravado. See, if, 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 you, if you don't care whether or not what he says is accurate or truthful, uh, then you're just like, oh, man, he's really sticking it to him. Did he also endorse Dr. Oz and Mastriano and a few others? I believe he Blake Masters in Arizona. Carrie <laughs> right. Lake. Perhaps not as 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 strong as his as he thinks. Uh as noted in the raw story, and let's remind the audience, two-time loser Daniel Kelly was tied to the fake elector scheme that is being investigated by the Justice Department. Kelly gave a speech that's being mocked as whiny for his concession speech, saying his opponent wasn't worthy enough for him to concede to. We it got, was, we got, it was the that. worst speech ever. I mean, really, this was one of the worst political speeches and the last one of Kelly's political career, one must think. I mean, if you're going to burn it all down, this is how to go down swinging. This guy's just bitter and sad and a two-time loser. I bet he cried himself to sleep that night. I'll play a little of the Dan Kelly just in case people didn't stay up late and hear it on the live civic media election night coverage. Uh, let's get it started. It brings me no joy to say this. I wish that in a circumstance like this, I would be able to concede to a worthy opponent. But I do not have a worthy opponent to which I can concede. Whether you perceive her as worthy or not, she beat your ass. I know, man. I mean, if someone unworthy just beats a snot out of you by 11 how, points. How unworthy are you? you? <laughs> right. Come on, man. Uh, I mean, just some some yes, awareness, brother. Uh, let's hear more uh, from the two-time loser, Dan Kelly, cut six. This was the most deeply deceitful, dishonorable, despicable campaign I have ever seen run for the courts. You ran a Willie Horton ad. It was truly beneath contempt. Yes, you are. I say this not because we did not prevail. That's exactly why you say <laughs> it. I do not say this because of the rancid slanders that were launched against me, although that was bad enough. Slander? But that is not my concern. What's your concern, Dan? My concern is the damage done to the institution of the courts. Yes, yes, yes. yes. You know, you had been on the court prior by appointment by Scott Walker, and the voters have had two subsequent opportunities. First, while you were an incumbent, they decided to strip you of that title. And then, upon reexamination, 
You got beat by 200,000 votes. That is the largest margin of loss. Perhaps I haven't verified, but perhaps in your lifetime, Dan Kelly. <laughs> uh, we have, uh, let's do, uh, uh, Janet is a serial liar. Cut seven, please. My opponent is a serial liar. Yep. You're a serial loser. <laughs> She's disregarded judicial ethics. Yep. She's you never had me. the judiciary with her behavior. This is the future that we have to look forward to in Wisconsin. The future's so bright, I gotta wear shades. Um, uh, one last one. It's it's been a beautiful life. Now, as I look forward, I hope I hope it does end well. This has been a beautiful, beautiful life here in Wisconsin with all of you. And I wish Wisconsin the best of luck because I think it's going to need it. <laughs> Don't let the I mean, door hit you in the ass on the way out, Dan Two-Time Loser, serial loser Dan Kelly. I mean, he might need the crisis line, man. He sounds a little little distraught, man. I mean, honestly, if you hear someone talking like that, man, you know, give him a hug. Do do something. But uh, the, uh, it's unfortunate. I got to tell you, folks, I uh, found this one yesterday. Uh, apparently, the... Twitter profile at Justice Dan Kelly uh, does not exist anymore. So there's that. That's a little sad. Was he disbarred? I don't know. By Twitter, or was that of his own volition? I'm assuming of his own volition. And I thought, I thought, like, is, is this serious? Is this serious? So I, I jumped on, looked at, looked at, at Justice Dan Kelly, saw some other, you know, historical tweets and references by other. Uh, uh, journalists and so forth. So I, I assumed it was true. Uh, no more justice, Dan Kelly. Uh, Twitter feed, perhaps because he's not a justice. He's just two-time loser, Dan Kelly. And I don't know, maybe that one was taken. If <laughs> it is now, 844-967-2789. Mark in the hospital. How you feeling, Mark? Oh, hell, Mark, what's happening? Doing okay, getting stronger. Um, that because uh, I was pretty weak there, but it just strikes me as odd. It, it, it's it's about time that um, the Republicans are making all this noise about impeach, impeach, impeach. And I'll I'll repeat what I've said before: indict, indict, indict. I mean that it's time to start deposing these Republicans and force them to repeat what the the Fourteenth Amendment of the Constitution says, Article, you know, Article Section Three of that and force them to confront the fact they engage in insurrection and t attempted to stop the peaceful transition of power in the state. Each and every one of them, from Ron Johnson to, to Tiffany and in the district. But, Mark, I think Oregon, there would have to be convictions, to, and I think there should be. I think they're merited. I think there will be criminal charges, perhaps coming from the Department of Justice, because, of course, the, the payoff of a porn star that's one singular man's crime and perhaps a small conspiracy, including Cohen and David Packer. But when you look at the insurrection, there were 135 complicit Republican Congress people. Mark, if they are charged and convicted, that should preclude them under the 14th Amendment. But we've seen many legal efforts sort of preemptively saying your association should be enough. It ain't enough, Mark. It's going to take convictions. Yeah, well, but but it also includes in, in that, I believe, that that. If you if you are giving aid and comfort to those people as well, so all, all the you know that 
not only them, but the ones that, that are actually supporting them should actually be called to account. I mean, vocally and, and, and because now they're talking about impeaching Judge Janet before she even takes office. But for the love of God, these, these guys are insane. <laughs> Appreciate your call, Mark. Uh, I don't disagree with your assessment. There might be a little insanity going around. It's Good Friday, Dom. What's so good about it? Besides that, it's Friday. Every Friday is Good Friday, Curdy. You you were telling a little joke at expense of Jesus Christ before. Would you care to share <laughs> I, it with I, the audience? I yeah, go ahead, man. That's fine. No, what, no, what you it? share. What? It's your what joke. You I'm not blaspheming the Son of God on Good Friday. <laughs> said, you know, it's it's Good Friday. We can keep it light. And I was like, come on, man. Jesus didn't keep it light today. Not that funny. Folks, we are the Devil's Advocates. Keep it at light. Join us. Happy hour is next, 844-967-2789. That's the impression that I